Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avodah Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantav table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. Hello and welcome to Sefer Bamidbar. We're going to start off with Parsha's Bamidbar. It's a couple of thoughts from the Vilna Gaon. Of course, we all know that the first Pusik starts off talking about um, the counting of a Jewish people and the importance of a Jewish people and the big theme we'll talk about today is the importance of each person. In Perak Aleph Pasuk Lamed Beis, uh, the Pasuk tells us that from age 20 and onward, um, each man should be counted. So there's something significant about 20. And the Vilna Gon quotes the Mishnah in Perk Yavos. Uh, the Mishnah tells us in Avos Perak, hey, at the end, it's Mishnah Chaf Gimel or Chaf Dal, depending on which version you have, a, a gradual process of life. And it's an important and fascinating Mishnah, and it also corresponds to the psychological stages of these people. So, um, Ben Chamesh Shanim Lemikra, when a person, a kid turns five, you should start teaching him Chamesh. Ben Eser Lemishnah, and Ben Eser, sorry, at age 10, Mishnah, and then when he's 13, Lemitzvos, and when he's 15, he starts learning Gemara, and 18, he gets married, 20, he begins to pursue, and then it goes on to a lot of ideas about pursuit. 30, he reaches his strength, 40, he has wisdom, Bina, 50, he has Eitza, um, counsel, and 60, he has Zikna. 70 is called old age, 80 is strength, kavura, and 90 is lasuach, which is a machogus rishonim, what that means, to talk, etc. And some people say just to daven. And 20th, it's like he's already gone. So the Vilna Gon points out that the first 18 years of his life, until he gets married, there's one focus, and that's on giving him a Torah education. And that's all he should be doing. And the Gras says that the foundation of a person's life, the more Torah we can instill in him, the more it will carry him forward. And that is the, f- the focus. And we know the Gemara and Kedushan has Machlokas, whether one should get married first or then learn Torah or learn Torah and get married. And uh, this, this is a little bit deeper than that because this is saying that no matter what you hold, whether a person should have pr- primary studying after Torah, after marriage, but nonetheless, until age 18, he should be imbued with as much Torah as possible. Now, this does not mean to preclude... English studies or education, that's not the point. But the point is just that, that like Chazal tells us, and like the Pasuk says, when a person gets used to something in his youth, it becomes something that's part of him. And we all have nostalgic feelings about things that t- take place in our youth. And I know my own life that, for example, when I hear of a, when I learn through Gemara and I find a story that my father had told me, I get excited because, oh, he taught me this. He used to teach me a lot of Agatha. Uh, or when I hear a story that my mother had told me to try to teach me a lesson, um, it, and I find that it's a medrash, it's just fascinating to me. And, and my mother probably read it in a book, but nonetheless, it was something that was instilled. And I know that many times when I think of, when I learn things inside that a Rebbe had taught us many years before, and I never knew where he knew that from, and then I see, oh, the Rav, the Bartanur says that, or, oh, Tosa says that. It's fascinating. Um, maybe he quoted it and I just didn't pick it up, or maybe he just wasn't relevant to quote. But the point is that when you learn something when you're young, that has the greatest impact. And that's what the Grah is saying, that um, the, that a person's life should be dedicated to Torah as much as possible. And as educators, that's what we should instill in our children. Yes, when a person turns 20, he has certain obligations and responsibilities towards the Kila, and maybe uh, there's such an idea of... of um, going out to war, which is what the Sukkim are describing, that those were considered the foot soldiers. But until then, he should be imbued and instilled with as much Torah as possible. It's interesting because if it's age 18 to get married, right? So then really at 19, you would think he should be ready to go out to war because he's already had Shana Rishona. But you see that there's also a certain maturity that comes with age. But nonetheless, um, there, there's definitely many Pshatma that have been said about that. Um, so 
at age 20, it's Lerdof, then he's able to pursue things, and his life will start being more focused on Parnassa. However, the child who was imbued with Torah values, with honesty, integrity, uh, Erlichkeit, uh, he will continue to carry that on from the Torah that he learned, Gamki Yazkin Liyasarimeno. That's the importance. Another interesting thing from the Gra is that um, in Perik Dalad Pasuk Yudchas, it talks about the word karis. They should not um, perish and, and, and have karis uh, by not following what they're supposed to do. And there's a Yerushalmi in Bikurim that tries to bring a, a, a proof from this, from this Pasuk that someone dies at age 50, um, that is called karis. And the Gra there tries to explain exactly how you find this. I'm not going to go into it, it's a little bit complicated, but the one thing the Gra says, based on the Gemara in Moed Katan, is that, um, again, there the Gemara says that age 50 is called Karis, and the Gra says that if you look at the Pusik, um, it seems to contradict us, because the Pusik says, um, that a person's life is um, fifty is 70 years. Um, and so, um, what, what's, what does this Pusik exactly mean? So the Gra says that there's two, there's a number of things that are being said in this Pasuk. That if you look at the Pasuk, Yemei, the Gematria of Yemei, Yud, Mem, Yud, Yud is 10, uh, Mem is 40, and another Yud is another 10, so that's 60. So he says the standard man, and this is certainly true in his time, lived to age 60. That's considered a full life. Right? And then, Yemei, Shana, Bahem, the normal life that a person has is Yemei, is 60. But then there's Shivam, Shana, then the Gvuros, but if he's even stronger, then he could, then he could hit 80 years. So there's three different stages that are mentioned. Um, and one of the things, um, so therefore anything less than the 60 and the 50, um, up to 50 is considered karis. Again, not beyond the scope here. But again, that's just an interesting puzzle because we hear it all the time and the gra has a different interpretation than you and I might be accustomed to. There's another very interesting thing that um, the Pasuk, uh tells us in Perak um, Aleph, Pasuk Chaf, that when you count the Jewish people, they should be counted legugulosim to their heads. And so again, the girl brings down from the Zohar and from other places that a person's ikr neshama is in his head. And so the 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 pasuk is teaching us that man's value, so to speak, and man's um, superiority um, as a as a uh, servant of Hashem and as a as a human being that we're here to do to accomplish in life is specifically gugulosim. It's specifically um, his ability to use his head and to use his brain, and to conquer his desires. And that is what it's all about. Um, the Ber Yitzhak, Rav Yitzhak Isaac Chavir, the Talmud of the, of the Vilna Gon, tries to explain a little bit deeper, that he says that a person's name um, is really his essence of who he is. And we know that, for example, Rabbi Meir would look at your name and he would tell you who you were. And if you were a, if you had a name of Russia, he would stay away from you. And so, and the Gemara in Brachos says, I share some shameless parts. I'll take shameless, that it's, it's about the names. And then Iker Neshama is in the Moch. And therefore, um, uh, he explains Al Pikabala that the, the, um, the head is the Keser Golgolta, that is an Indian of, kes, of Keser. But anyway, the point is just that the Iker of a person is in his head. And so that is who you are. And that's why he was counted by Misbar Shemos. That's why the Pasuk says they were counted by name in order to show their significance. Finally, um, the end of the parasha starts talking about the Gullim. And um, the Gros has a fascinating thing, Alpi Derach Remez. And this is a Kabbalistic thing. And I don't fully understand what he's saying, but I, but I, I see enough of it that's just fascinating. So he says that the there were four camps, uh, three Shvatim uh, on each side. And the 12 camps total, uh, the 12 Shvatim total represent the 12 months. 
And the, he says he starts explaining them, but what I do understand what he's saying is that the second Degel, which is Ruvain, Shimon, and Gud, so they represent the Sodha Gvura, which is Midas Din. So um, because of the four Ragli Hamarkava are there, and Bali Gvura is one of them. They're, they're Bali Enayan, the eyes, whatever that means. Uh, I'll pick up all of those that understand that. So, um, which, by the way, the eyes represent Din because... They represent scrutiny, meaning God is looking at us and God is watching over us. So there's din. So the Gra says that if you, that that, that degel corresponds to da malamalamcha, the Mishnah Perkei Avos Parak Beis Pasagalov. Know what's above you. I in Roa, there's an eye of God that sees, but Ozen Shomas and an ear, so to speak, that listens. Obviously, this is not um, anthropomorphic. That God doesn't have any features, but there's kaviyachol. God is watching kaviyachol. He hears everything we say. The Choma Secha, but Sefer Netavim, everything is written. And so it says the Gra, that's a shot. Ruvain is Ri'ia, everything you do is seen by God. Shimon is Shmia, everything is heard. And God is action. Now, I don't fully understand why God means action, but nonetheless, those are the three aspects that are there. Um, but it says the Gra, when it comes to um, the way that the um, body parts correspond to the months, so your left foot um, and comes before the, the hand of Sivan, and because the hand, I'm sorry, the hand of Sivan comes before the foot of Tammuz. What does that mean? Because the hand of Sivan is the idea that Hashem gave us the Torah from hand to hand, like the Pasuk says. God handed us, he handed it to us. And the regel is the trampling that took place of the Miraglim, which caused the trampling of the Jewish people. Um, and and that, that's the shot that... Um, that the month of Tammuz, which is the trampling of of, of Klal Yisrael, which leads to Av, which is tragedy, um, that's those are also um, Din. And so I don't fully understand exactly what he's saying, but it's just fascinating that there's so many correspondence. If you go through the Bnei Sacher, he does explain some of this as well for each of the months, how they correspond to different body parts, different names, different Kabbalistic ideas. But the point is that Torah has tremendous depth to it. And just looking at the Degalim, there's lessons. If you want another source, um, there's Rabbeinu um, Bahaya has beautiful pshatim as to what the Tagalim represent, Shemaim and Aritz, and many, many important lessons. But the point here as well from the Gra is that they represent the idea that Hashem is always watching over us. Everything we do is is um, accounted for, and we this uh, inspires a person. And just the formation of a Jew is how they stood reminded them of God um, standing over and watching them. What a glorious nation that their every action was imbued with godliness. Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com.